If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. And create a beautiful... A uh, place there to, to, instead of making license plates, they could make generics and drop the bottom out of the pharmaceutical industry. They could then, why don't, why don't they, in fact, uh, create 10, we could call them complexes, where they had biochemists and physiologists and geneticists, and they, they got together and... Whatever they produce was for the people. Well, let me play the devil. Of- let me let me play the devil's advocate with you for a second. All right. Uh, the argument would be, oh, but these wonderful drugs that we get, state of the art drugs that are d- developed, come because the pharmaceutical uh, companies have all this money to do all this R and D to find them. That would be the argument. Well, if people actually went behind the scenes and looked at the politics and economics of pharmaceutical companies, Hmm. they would hate what they see. We don't need, we don't need these pharmaceutical companies. Again, if we decided to turn our society towards one of compassion and generosity instead of power over and money, which now rules the world, in that world, we would we would be bragging about how little we made. We would be saying how how no one in this town has seen violence in 50 years. And do you think we, we would still brag as a nation that we come up with uh, the best new drugs for whatever? No, no, first of all, nations have gone anyway. We're through with nations. Think so? Oh, yeah. Multinational corporations are the power now. It used to be nations, and they just use nations in whatever way they want to. That's what the WTO, IMF, these are about eliminating nations. Nations are at best a nuisance to the corporate world. Do you think that's a a direction that things eventually will go in anyway, that nation states will give way to something larger ultimately? Well, I wouldn't be a political activist if I didn't think that, that we can do something. We, all of the listeners here, 
I mean, from what you say, it's almost as many people as voted. And <laughs> no, you know, we, not that many, but millions. We, we have the stupidest, most dangerous president in my 56 years in office. Now, the one now? Oh, no question about it. Bush. And you weren't a big Bush guy, huh? Oh, I'm really big on the concern for him. <laughs> I mean, his level of ignorance is colossal. I mean, that alone should make him frightening. In what areas uh, have you found uh, the most distress when you think about our president? When I, I, I'm, I've spent my lifetime reading people's vibes, okay? Yes. And I am assured from watching him, the little I've watched, seen on TV, yes. this man is clearly without one iota of compassion. That he, he probably, I certainly couldn't spell the word, but as far as actually knowing what it means and having it, he doesn't have it. And well, that's he, dangerous. He knows about oil. Well, you don't need much compassion to know about oil, and he's already <laughs> kissing oil butt. What an embarrassment. <laughs> I mean, such a shameful embarrassment to intelligence, to to what what could be that's what I'm saying I'm not going to sit back and say well things have all war's always been so I, I'm supposed to just go along with war oh, capitalism won the cold war so I'm supposed to just go along with that uh -huh. I don't go along with things that aren't that don't feel right to me I don't go along with the fact that people are denied care I don't go along with the fact that Sixty percent of our school teachers have to have second jobs, and professional sports figures are multimillionaires playing with their balls. I, I don't. Ha I don't have to go along with that. I can condemn it. You can, and and you are. I, I just did. But you can't keep doing it because we've got a break. You can do it some more when we get back. Good morning. Well, I told you, be a wild one. Patch Adams is my guest. I'm Art Bell. This. It's coast to coast AM in the nighttime. The trip back in time continues with Art Bell hosting Coast to Coast AM. More somewhere in time coming up. My guest is the real Patch Adams. The real Patch Adams. You may have seen the movie with Robin Williams. And I guess to some degree, that was representative. And we're finding out how representative, because we're talking to the real guy right now. We'll keep that up in a moment. Here is Patch Adams. Patch, welcome back. Hey. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's nothing really right about anything we're doing right now medically. 
Well, you actually asked about the delivery of care. Yeah, delivery of care, sure. Okay. And, yes, there's nothing good about managed care. Uh, it's, It's a nightmare. It is a vulgar invasion of greed into what can be a beautiful profession. What made you get into this profession anyway? In other words, you, you were suffering yourself. I mean, how did you transition? I was a science nerd. I was always was going to be a doctor. Um, you were always going to be a doctor, even even before you got ill. You you, you wanted to right. be a doctor. Okay. All right, so that never that's interesting. That never changed. You've got a lot of passion then. I do. You talk about passion in your book a lot. Well, I, it's the label for living. <laughs> um, can I can I do this thing that I want to do for my friend? Yes, you can always do something, whatever you want. Great. Uh, I I just want to let the listeners aware of my concern for forced psychiatry as a violation for human rights. Forced psychiatry. Right. Where involuntary first, commitments. Involuntary. Psychiatric commitments, uh, forced electric shock, forced medication. But I, I want to go on record for being very much against those things. And, uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of concern for the psychiatric profession anyway. I saw how I was treated. And I, I've i looked in psychiatric texts all over the world, and I, I, I've never found one with a single sentence on mental health these are supposed to be the mental health experts. How were you treated? Well, I I was medicated, first of all, and not talked with. Uh, it was it was pretty infantile, and I, w- I was not a forced psychiat- uh, forced admission. I admitted myself. I was suicidal. But there are tremendous numbers of people who are. I worked eight years at. St. Elizabeth Hospital, which was the only federal mental hospital, and I, I definitely saw forced psychiatry there, and I, I want to read a statement of, of my friend Rodney Yoder, who's in Illinois, who, his story, I, I've not met him in person, but we've exchanged many, many, many letters, numbering in the hundreds of pages, I know uh, certainly as he is very intelligently, desperately trying to find freedom from his forced incarceration by by people who are abusing our profession to keep this man in in prison. I'm going to read a statement. I, I, I talked with him last night and I asked him to to fax me a statement. I am Rodney Yoder. For 10 years, I have been confined to an insane asylum in Illinois as a retaliation for suing a lawsuit against a state official, for making repeated complaints about my incarceration, and for speaking and writing against forced psychiatry. At present, mine is the most controversial case of madhouse incarceration in the U.S., and experts from around the U.S. have volunteered to testify the upcoming trial on my captor's petition seeking my continued confinement. Among those who volunteered to testify is clown and physician Patch Adams. 
That just helped me to garner the medical, the media and press coverage needed to ensure that I receive a fair trial before an impartial judge and jury. Information about me and my plight and regarding psychiatric oppression generally may be viewed at www.stopshrinks.org. <laughs> That's www.stopshrinks.org. Right. Or many other great websites linked to it. It it goes on to say some other things. I, I'm not sure that that's germane okay. right here. What I what I what I'd like the listener to do is to remember the name and know that every day that they are free, that this man is held, uh, and he is not insane. I know, and would stake my all of my knowledge of humanity that this man is not insane. That it, it, that there's a vindictiveness here and uh, an unjust commitment and using psychiatry for that uh, unjust treatment. Do you, have, do you have a link to him on your page also? I, I, all I see is it, it says here, uh, information about me and my plight can be at this www.stopshrink.org. And so I'm hoping, because uh, I know Rodney's listening, I, I'm hoping that he'll make sure there's a way for people who are willing to write him a letter or to to be part of his team, maybe the people in Illinois uh, willing to go to bat for him. I, I'd, I'd like to also tell the listening audience that going to bat for people, just put yourself in their shoes. I, I don't know Rodney, but he, he wrote me and then he told me a story, and now I care about Rodney. This is not the first media experience I've had. This is in a way, maybe a, a microcosm of the medicine that we offer. Here, Here is a man in another state who, because of, uh, of an, an unconnected and certainly not a mental problem, uh, ended up in, in, a, in an incarceration. And then because of his behavior, wanted to to put him away. And he's been put away for now up to a decade. And do we, he, do we he need... screams in tears for me. He says, Patch, I could be here the rest of my life. Right. And I tell you, listening audience, if you want to do some, take a little time out and just go to the website and find a way to, to put your voice on the line for, for him and say that he has the right to to walk free. Do we need mental institutions? Well, again, it's it's to me not the right question. What we need is a healthy society. Right now, our society is dominated by a love for money and power. We teach our children that. No, but it's a valid and, it's a valid question, Patch. And, do, do we and need, that if we if we had a society based on compassion and generosity, yes. there wouldn't be mental hospitals and there wouldn't be nursing homes. There wouldn't and there wouldn't be orphanages. There would be there would be integration of all people. See right now, in in the current system of profit, care has been relegated to the burden category, the burden of our elderly, mm -hmm. the burden of our poor, mm -hmm. the burden of our mentally ill, the burden of the criminal element, mm. and, and these are all burdens, where it's really the multinational corporations that are getting the gigantic cuts 
and subsidies and, and, and benefits, but we never hear about them being our burden. And, and so, no, we, in, in a world that I'm working for, we wouldn't need mental hospitals. We would have, one, people would not be working all the time just to make money to consume more. They would, they would, the work would be connected to the integration of their community. But even in this perfect world that you envision, wouldn't there be... Uh... If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, mental illness, real mental illness. Wouldn't there, well, be, there, wouldn't what, there also be, what, wouldn't there what, also what be you... crime? What, what would real mental illness be? There's the labels that mentally, that the mental health professionals use do not make them diseases. Well, okay, let me put They are labels for a constellation of behaviors. But, Patch, let me put it this way to you. We're going to have, uh, even in, a, in an almost perfect world, there'll still be crime and Crime will have to be addressed in one way or another in this perfect world, or almost perfect world. Maybe that we would surround them with people saying, I love you. <laughs> Some of these criminals are going to be mentally unstable. And, and um, so how would you separate them from... Uh... I, I, I'm not... You're, you're trying to talk me into saying that that is a scenario, and I'm saying that you haven't convinced me there's a scenario. You know, if we celebrated eccentrics, if we celebrated difference and diversity. Yes. Folks, I know you're enjoying the episode because you keep coming back here, so we must be doing something right. Uh, in order to have a place that you can keep coming back to, we'd appreciate get some skin in the game. We have a Hotwire coming up. If you don't belong to Paint.tv and Hotwire, you're going to want to. Uh, the, the next episode, as we talked about, Focusing on your stocks and bonds and and securities or any investments you may have or may plan to have in this volatile situation, environment, chaotic, turbulent landscape. And so we're going to focus on that. But beyond that, folks have inquired, believe it or not, the kind folks who listen to us, 
how they can help out around here. Well, if you join pain.tv, that certainly helps. But in Hotwire, of course. Other folks who want to kick in can do it on pain.tv slash donate. And, of course, we talked about this on a regular basis. You can leave a, a review on Apple Podcasts. The young folks say that helps. Plain and simple. And share this show with friends of yours and help spread the word so we can keep growing. That's the name of the game. We have to keep growing. We grow organically. We grow grassroots. We grow from word of mouth, and we appreciate you using your words and your mouth to help spread the word about the Thomas Paine podcast. And it's uh, tough sledding these days for truth tellers. It really is. And so we we have embraced that, just like we have many of the challenges since we came back into journalism and remained independent regardless of uh, so many different trap doors and facets and, and uh, challenges and obstacles and roadblocks just with a simple mission to have a show where you can tell the truth and a number of different shows. And we've done that, but it's getting harder for us. So, you know, the drill folks, (laughs) there's a lot of things being bandied around here about whether this show goes behind a paywall or not. So, um, and I've been very open about that. There's no secret. It's not something we want to do, but our hand might be forced. But for now, that's not happening. And I don't ask for much. Uh, but I'm asking you perhaps to get some skin in the game. And you're going to get something out of it, of course, especially if you join Payne.tv. Especially Hotwire, where we say things on there and talk about things on there that we certainly can't say on here any longer on the public side. And that has turned out to be a massive windfall and benefit for folks. And I wish I could play those episodes on here, but I can't. We appreciate your support. If you want to broaden your horizons intellectually, make contacts, learn, and perhaps teach other smart people, that's the place to help out and make sure we keep rolling, rolling along, (laughs) regardless of what roadblocks these folks put in front of us. Uh, With your help, we can overcome And with your support, we certainly have endured. Appreciate it. Take care. Then maybe there wouldn't be so so such a narrow, tight ass version of what normal is. Maybe there wouldn't. My friend Bowen White, a great physician from Kansas, wrote a book that people should really look at called "Why Normal Isn't Healthy." (laughs) And Virginia, I mean, uh, Emily Dickinson, who easily would be diagnosed by any uh, psychiatrist in the modern-day realm, uh, said this, much madness is divinest sense mm-hmm. to a discerning eye. Much sense, the starkest madness. Tis the majority in this, as all prevail. Assent, and you are sane. Demur, you're straightaway dangerous <laughs> and handled with a chain. And there's Rodney Yoder right there. He demurred. And... What I what I'm what I'm very confident is is that if if compassion and generosity if empathy were the way we would have no idea what mental illness in that society would be. I actually am not convinced there would be any. There would be 
there could be a celebration of eccentricities. So we would just uh, well, we, let's we, we look just, at it. Just broaden the definition of eccentricity, and you're there, right? Well, no. There's a huge difference between being called eccentric in our society and being called schizophrenic. Hmm. If you're called eccentric, people admire you. If you, at the instant somebody hears you labeled schizophrenic, they're walking the other direction. Yes, I know. It's 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 probably the worst label you can give a human being, and it actually doesn't label something. It is a horror. It is a horror that that uh, you've experienced and and well you 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 were suicidal uh, right hey i was psychopath for a couple of years after my mental hospitalization now i wish people would call me but psychopath. You, you said you were suicidal i was suicidal okay one of the definitions of uh, putting people in mental institutions against their will is if they uh, threaten the life of others or themselves right right so you fell into that category, even though you weren't there, uh, mandated to be there. You, uh... I was a voluntary commitment, right? And certainly, yes, a doctor can commit a person who is suicidal. Now, as a matter of fact, there are lawsuits if they kill themselves suing the doctor. <laughs> I like that. You know, you're, person kills himself. You're, you're kidding. Who's to blame for crying out loud? The doctor. Well, they're trying to sue doctors because they said, well, the patient was suicidal. You should have committed him. Oh. Like somehow you can prevent a person from killing themselves. It's such a stupid, typical behavior. I mean, look, in order so that Jeffrey Dahmer could be served as papers, my favorite headline in my 56 years is the top two-inch headline, Jeffrey Dahmer is sane. <laughs> and they needed him to be sane in order to try him. Yeah, that's so, right. So let's just make him sane. Yep. And so how can we believe anybody about anything to do with mental illness? You know, for me, mental illness, and this is what Rodney put in this last paragraph, he knows how much I'm, I consider almost all mental illness a consequence of a society that loves money and power. Instead of uh, what happened, if you hadn't gotten the care that you got when you voluntarily committed yourself... What kind of care did I get in that mental hospital? Uh, you'd know better than I. But what I'm saying is... It... I didn't get squat for care. Okay, yeah, but you were suicidal. Do you think that if you um, if you had not committed yourself that you might have committed suicide? Oh, I mean, that's speculation. Well, it is. And only 40 you, years ago. And only you can answer that. I mean, did and that save you? No, I, I, I actually, as I've grown and been with you know thousands of people thinking about suicide... I didn't get very close. Okay. So, so and that... I don't know. I, 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 I woke up really quickly and made a decision to never have another bad day, and I'm 38 years into it. Still uh, succeeding? Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, was it? Was it, 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 Can I just end there and I just say, Rodney, please, I hope people write you. I just want, in a way, this is my retro rocket for the listeners to know, you're, unless you're incarcerated, you don't have a clue what it would be like to be involuntarily incarcerated. Mm. Please go to that webpage, www.stopshrinks.org, and 
and take a stand for one human being. Okay, carry on. <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, a lot of people will go there, believe me. Um, anyway, you, uh, you got, you, you, you got out of this mental institution. It's a couple of years there and then to medical school, right? And I heard you say, you, you said, well, I just ignored the debt. You, you, you had you get through medical school? Well, I was on war orphan. I mean, I didn't owe much money. I owed about $9,000 when I graduated. Oh, that's not much at all. Which is a belch by modern standards. Sure is. 85 is the, is the, I think, the last figure I heard for the average debt. 85,000. Yeah, inexcusable. It's just all part of how, how, how inexcusable will greed rear its ugly head until people say, let's try love. Could we, uh, could we really provide the, the kind of service you're talking, I know you did it for years, the kind of service you're talking about on a national scale without turning the entire country upside down, inside out, change everything. Do you want to change well, change everything, you know. Those are exaggerations. Yeah, that's true. That's an There's huge numbers of things I want to change. All right. And and I believe that making care political, making love political, mm -hmm. is something. That it is, you know, I tell my audiences, I say, okay, go to where their children... 20,000 children die a day from starvation, all right? So go someplace where they're dying of starvation yes. and take several of your most valuable possessions. I mean, that you can move your Rolex watch or your Van Gogh painting and hold it in one hand and the starving child in the other and see if one... See if the things can distract you. Hold on, Patch. We'll be right back. My guest is Patch Adams, the real Patch Adams. I'm Art Bell. This is Coast to Coast AM. He turned to me as if to say, Hurry, boy, it's waiting there Now, we take you back to the past on Art Bell Somewhere in Time talking to the real Patch Adams. It's necessary only to say that because I think most Americans' knowledge of Patch Adams is the movie with Robin Williams. And this is the real fellow here. That's a, and I've been meaning to ask, and we will ask about that, if the movie was a fair representation. I keep meaning to do that. It keeps slipping my mind. We'll do that in a moment. website right now we have links under dr patch adams name to his book gesundheit uh bringing good health to you the medical system and society through physician service complementary therapies humor and joy 
We have a link to his website, www.patchadams.org, and we have an interaction for you, humorous therapy discussion area. <laughs> I'm not sure where that comes from, but uh, that may have something to do with Patch, we'll ask. In fact, uh, now, uh, Patch, uh, before I we get off into anything else, most Americans did see that movie about you with Robin Williams. And uh, so a lot of us are curious how fair was the representation of you? I don't know how one finds a yardstick for that. Oh, uh, the yardstick probably would be when you went to see the movie. Did you walk out saying, damn, they got it all wrong? Or, uh, no, it was, you know, that wasn't bad. How, how'd you feel about it? Well, when I first read the script and imagined it i was really embarrassed for it really i'm you know I, i'm kind of a film buff i've made 80 hours or 70 hours of movies myself and have studied film and the movie doesn't add anything to the history of film from the standpoint of cinematography the the writing was horrible i thought i i was embarrassed for the writing I I I felt myself dumbified to the max. I'm a really smart person. I went to medical school during the Vietnam War and the movement and the civil rights movement, and I I was pretty rabid in them. And and hmm. you don't even see them in the movie. The the attendings, the the administration were much bigger assholes than than actually were depicted. The real person murdered was my closest male friend in medical school. If you saw my version of the noodle bath, you'd realize how tame even the most outlandish humor in the movie is. <laughs> so I tell people, if I pull out one hair of your head and say, does that represent you? Yeah. You have to say yes. It just doesn't represent all of you. I didn't see myself at all in the movie. And my friends didn't see my gestures. I think uh, Shadiac and, and Robin both made a decision, I don't know how it was made, that they would not try to perform me, my gestures, my... I mean, almost all of the gags were gags, were their variation of the gag that I told them about. Huh. And I've grown to love the movie, for its consequences, meaning that at least 3,000 people have come to me and said, Patch, I saw the movie, and I started a project that's helping other people. And most people would like one of those, and I know of at least 3,000 from that have told me from that movie. And many people, many thousands of people who are mentally ill have told me that uh, because I got out of mine, they're going to get out of theirs. Many pe a huge number, tens of thousands of people have contacted me about how their teachers or doctors or nurses or they're helping or they're caring about something. And the movie inspired them. It helped them renew their own spirit to something. I get letters from people saying, I watch the movie some every day. I've heard from people they've seen it 20, 30 times. I mean, I don't know how they can do that. But I, I think it's popularity and, and all 
wasn't about the gags. It was about the nations starving for anything resembling a positive tale about love, about caring. I agree with that. About having fun. That, and the thing is, the movie was beginner. Real compassion, real humor in medicine is so much more elaborate and and sweet. And the movie has also made it help. I mean, one of the things I need to ask the listening audience is that our first donation came 14 years into the project. No one helped us. We had to pay to pay to practice medicine. Uh, and over 1,400 in foundation grants. No government agency, no corporation, no, no foundation has ever tried to support the only project in America addressing the problems of care delivery. Why, in do, you, why, why, why do you think that is? Well, I think, I think it's many reasons. I'm sure more conservative organizations will say, gee, the hospital's not going to carry malpractice insurance. That's irresponsible, immature, uh, stupid. Oh, I asked you earlier. Did and you ever did you ever get sued? No, uh, no, of course not. You never I mean, got sued. Now, see that that really backs up what you're saying. You're saying malpractice is all baloney. The whole malpractice system. I is made baloney. millions of mistakes as a doctor. Was never sued. Never sued. And okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.